Welcome, mountain bikers. Thanks for tuning in to Vital MTB's The Inside Line podcast. This is our listener response show. The question we posed a couple weeks ago, is mountain bike design as good as it gets? You listeners chimed in with your answers to the question. There's some really neat responses in there. Thank you for that. We'll get to those in a minute. But what a week, topsy-turvy, bumpy-whoop section kind of week with the LUSA World Cup being postponed. We'll get more news on that. The UCI hasn't officially said what the dates are for rearranging that race. Sea Otter was postponed, and those dates were announced October 1st through 4th. EWS 1 and 2 being postponed until the late fall. My Skype's blown up in the background. Pretty interesting times with the coronavirus and events and all that stuff. We may not be able to control all the bumps and turbulence in this world right now, but on the trail, if you get some Maxxis tires, you're going to have traction for days. Cornering ability, stopping power. I've got a 2.5 Asagai up front right now with a 2.3 Aggressor out back, and that combo has been a hit in the softer kind of early season conditions here in Idaho. Hit up Maxxis.com. They've been a supporter of the show since day one. JensenUSA.com, longtime supporter of the Inside Line, has their annual bike sale going on right now. Mountain bikes from hardtails to trail bikes to enduro bikes and downhill bikes are on sale with some big savings for you. And as always, if you do some regular shopping at JensenUSA.com, use coupon code THEINSIDELINE at checkout. You can receive 10% off qualifying items. If your town, your county, your state needs help with a trail project, hit up the Pay Dirt Fund and your project could receive help so we can get more people on the trails and on bikes. This week's responses are coming up, but first, for our next show, I want to know your favorite mountain bike-related tips, tricks, tools, hacks for maintenance, for riding, for trailside repair, for safety, security. I remember being told a long time ago that if I have to leave my bike outside for a minute unlocked, which I try to never do, but if I have to, derail the chain, take the chain off the chain ring. Someone yanks the bike and tries to hop on and pedal away. Hopefully they fall on their face or at least smash their nuts in the stem and can't get too far. I also buckle my helmet through the frame and wheel so at least the bike can't be rolled off very easily. These aren't life changers, but I know you all have some secret tricks or tools or techniques that could make all our lives a little bit easier. Share your answers by Sunday, March 22nd. Since there's no World Cup that week, what else are we going to do? Email those answers in text form or preferably audio form using your phone's voice recorder. Email those to sspomer at vitalmtb.com. We'll keep the fun going with the Listener Response Show on March 26th. Thanks so much, listeners. I'm getting a huge kick out of this style of show, and I'm stoked that you're all willing to help out. Let's get into your responses about mountain bike design being as good as it gets. Yo, what's up, Spomer and Vital MTB? This is Brian Beal here to comment on mountain bike design. It's pretty much just gone backwards since the design of the big fatty fat, in my opinion. doesn't get much better than that, so, you know, I think the glory days are behind us. Just kidding. Anyways, I think it's such personal preference type of situation in terms of mountain bike design. So many people want a steeper or slacker 
seat tube angle, but then there's effective seat tube angle, actual suit seat tube angle. A lot of different uh, numbers across the board there with a lot of manufacturers currently, as well as downhill to trail bikes. I still think that there is a lot of tweaking to be done, so no, I don't think that the pinnacle of mountain bike design has been reached yet. I still think there's a lot to go, just like all the other technology in the sport. I still think that uh, within mountain bike design, there's going to be different materials being utilized. There's going to be different ways for the uh, the pivots to rotate. Uh, uh, it'll just continue to be improved little bit by little bit so I think in about uh, 10 years time we're all going to be lamenting about the bikes that we were riding now and about how great bikes are going to be in 2030. So anyways that's my take and I'm looking forward to hearing what others have to say and uh, take in mind. I am not an engineer by any means so from that standpoint I have no clue but just from uh, the trend over the last dozen years, I still think that we're uh, trending upwards in mountain bike design. All right, till next time. Later. Hi, Sean and Vital Mountain Bike. Uh, this is Carrie from Rutland, Vermont. Um, are mountain bikes as good as they can get? Boy, if you ride a new bike that is tuned to you and it's everything you need for yourself riding um, like I have right now you feel that way but I also felt that way 10 years ago on my new bike at the time um, and in hindsight it is my old bike too small for me and um, has some kind of dated um, geometry and and technology. So I think that the technology and the innovations and everything is doing a pretty good job of staying maybe just ahead of the times. Um, and then suddenly we need more. It's it's crazy. The, it's a sport that um, encourages creativity and there's all kinds of different riders and trails out there. And and a lot of us struggle to just have that kind of one bike for everything. Um, if you're lucky, you can have more, but but that's my case. And um, I don't know. I'm excited to see what the manufacturers come up with. They do a great job of listening to the riders. Um, being a female rider especially, I appreciate um, the things that just work better for me as a rider. Um all that being said, I'm excited to see what happens in the future. I'm also looking forward to hearing the other responses on this subject. And I appreciate everything you guys do at Vital. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Hey, Spomer. Brian Peterson here. Answering the new question of, is it as good as it gets? Well, plain and short answer, nope. Only way this is as good as it gets is if people stop innovating. People stop trying to find new things. And right now, we've been seeing several years of a lot of different changes going on. You know, things like changing the fork offset really changed the way bikes handle and ride and allow differences in geometry. So, no, it's in the short answer, it's not as good as it gets because we have no idea what the next... Uh, next innovation is going to be what's going to be the next new thing and people are always trying to find it it kind of 
keeps the industry going, keeps people going. It There are people who don't want to settle for what is currently considered best because there's always something new to be found. I mean, if, you know, if it was as good as it gets, you know, 10 years ago, well, I mean, things wouldn't have changed, right? So at the end of the day, it might not be as good as it gets right now. It could be way better. Uh, I think, though, we will maybe start to see some slowing down on the innovation. Uh, you know, we might hit a little bit of a plateau. It might be a little bit of time before the next big revolution, the next big idea comes about. Then again, it could be tomorrow. What do I know? I'm a terrible uh, mind reader, and my crystal ball is kind of foggy right now. So anyway... That's just kind of my two cents on it, and um, actually, I'm anxiously awaiting to see what the next big thing is going to be. Uh, by the way, love the uh, listener feedback, and um, it's awesome that you give us a chance to get involved with it and fill in that time between the normal podcasts. Thanks for listening, and have a good one. Hi, Vital Mountain Bike listeners. Is mountain bike design as good as it gets? In short, I think No. It's not, and it will improve over time, but I think the improvements are going to be incremental compared to what we've seen over the last 10 years. Uh, Today it's hard to buy a bad bike, so the tech has really become mature, I think, in the industry. Um, So now there's diminishing returns. I mean, spending 10,000 versus 5,000 on a bike doesn't get you a huge improvement for the average rider, I think. Um, now, there's been huge innovations over the last five to ten years, like dropper posts, one by tubeless. I don't think those type of innovations will be as common in the next ten years. There might be one thing or maybe something that does move the industry like that, but I, I just don't see it. Um, I think. One of the big things that's going to improve bikes is trickle-down technology, like uh, cheaper electronic shifting, for example, the tech that's already there being improved and and trickling down to the lower-end bikes. And I think improvements will be made mainly in materials and engineering. So carbon fiber layups will be improved, for example. Um, Bikes will get a little lighter, lighter and stronger with advances in engineering. So I think that's where the industry's headed, and uh, it's a good thing for mountain bikers all around. Mike writes in, I just wanted to say thanks to you and the other legends at Vital for creating amazing content. I don't get to ride as often as I used to, hashtag dad life, so these days I rely on you guys to get my fix. Anyway, in response to your latest listener question, I have the following to offer. Mountain bike design has not peaked. It's pretty close, but the bicycle is not as good as it gets, yet. Yes, there is a general trend toward homogenization, as the big players hone in on what we as the consumer deem the perfect bike. It would appear that most companies are putting out bikes with very similar geometry, and more or less the same components fitted. And sure, this could be seen as a sign that bike design has peaked. But don't forget that there are industry outliers, fringe players who continue to push the boundaries of what's possible. They're developing new materials and processes to produce better bikes and components. Some are pushing the envelope in the suspension realm, trying novel designs or new shock architectures. 
Others are going off in crazy directions to find the perfect geometry or developing tools to better understand chassis dynamics. All of this innovation at the fringes eventually finds its way into the mainstream, where the average consumer benefits from easier access, lower prices, and better performance. Furthermore, what we used to call mountain biking is now fractured into categories called downhill, enduro, trail, cross-country, etc. As these categories become more defined and specialized, we will see new design and technology introduced to make the bikes in each category better, faster, and more engaging. Look at how XC has been transformed in the past few years. Also, bikes still break with relative ease. They are labor-intensive and can be quite finicky to set up and maintain. Some geek out there is going to work with his slide rule to find ways to improve this. The only constant is change. Technology is moving at a faster and faster rate. There are bound to be new tools and skills developed in other industries which are transferred to the bike industry. How many aviation dudes now have their own bike brands these days? Anyway, I could keep going, but I won't. Mountain bike design has not peaked, but who really cares when bikes, trails, and the scene is this good? While I'm here, I wanted to weigh in on the last question also, are mountain bikes too expensive? Is I think that something was missed from the responses. I'm not sure you've noticed, or maybe it's because of hashtag dad life, and I'm more aware of it, but all of the commodities we buy have slowly become more expensive. I believe that's because the value of our dollar, the purchasing power we have, has decreased. Governments have introduced quantitative easing to keep markets afloat, and banks have reduced rates, making it easier to borrow, effectively making money cheaper. Anyway, that's my two cents. Bikes are awesome. Go ride your bikes, peeps. Cheers, Mike. And finally, Trail Farmer writes in with a category-based response. Hello. First of all, I would like to say thanks to you guys at Vital MTB. You've been doing a killer job with these Inside Line podcasts. I started mountain biking in 1996 and have seen a lot of changes since then. Bikes today are way better in comparison. However, there's still a lot left to do. Tires. Tires is one category we still need to improve drastically. How is it possible we are still getting flats? Tire inserts have helped with the matter, but I think integrating both would be a better way, like having Cushcore in sidewalls to prevent pinch flatting. <clears throat> Geometry. While Pohl and Nikolai have tested the extremes and figured out what does and what does not work, everyone else is still playing catch-up. I find, it I find it strange how conservative the industry is. They do incremental changes rather than figure out what is optimal. Every year we lose by adding 10 mils here or 0.5 degrees there, we could be doing something else to improve other aspects of the bike. Also, with the new wave of 200 mil or longer dropper posts out there, how come seat tube blanks are still stupidly long? I do not see a reason why seat tube should be exceeding 450 mils, even in XL and double XL sizes. This will allow people to choose their bikes based on the length they want and not by how low they can actually run their saddle. Suspension. Today we have much better suspension than those old elastomer forks from back in the day, but the obsession with light weight has led to forks being built with barely any oil and mostly plastic parts. This makes for tiny service intervals and flexible, creaky forks. Single crown forks suffer the most from front and back slop under braking an inside stanchion diameter does not eliminate the problem. Fashion versus function. 
The bike industry is too focused on selling the latest, prettiest bikes that are as light as possible instead of building bikes for proper off-road use. Until this obsession with weight goes away, as well as other futile micro aspects like increasing cassette speeds from 12 to 13, etc., and durability and reliability become focus, bikes will remain suboptimal. Rant over, Trail Farmer. Fantastic feedback, everyone. I really appreciate the time taken by you all this week and hope you can get in on the next topic of sharing your mountain bike-related hack. Remember, email your hack or tip or trick or tool suggestion to sspomer at vitalmtb.com by March 22nd. Eww.